I reached this point when I was 14 years old where I decided I can only really take the time to hone one skill. It's tough. There's not a lot of hours in the day. Just physically so tired all the time. And I'm sorry, I just told you that. Welcome back to the Manga Education Podcast, where we talk about the business side of manga, webtoon, and anime development. I'm Brandon Chen. I'm a professional in the manga, webtoon, novels, and video game space. I've run a studio that makes manga and webtoons. And today, we're going to be answering the questions that you guys have submitted. Let's get right into it. What strategies do you use to plot ongoing comics versus two to three year comics? Have you ever had something that you originally thought would be two to three years become ongoing or something that you could see yourself making for many more years or even a decade? Yeah, so it's interesting because two to three year long comics, if you're serializing weekly, two to three years is roughly 100 to 150 episodes or chapters worth of weekly serialization content. That's actually a crap ton of content. Most series end or get axed far before the two to three year mark. You make it to two to three years of serializing a series, you're actually pretty successful. So congratulations. If you're doing an ongoing comic, you need to make sure that there's always something a little bit open-ended so that even if you end an arc, let's say at the end of the three-year mark, you end an arc and your publisher is like, hey, we want more content. You need to make more. You need to always have an open-ended door so that you can keep making more content because if your publisher or you want to squeeze a story for more content, it just needs an open door, more open-world content, stuff happening in the background, potential brewing stakes. If you want to expand your story, you can hop in on that without any consequence and things feeling forced without you introducing that concept. Good example is where it kind of felt forced like in Naruto, Shippuden, all that stuff with like the aliens and all that kind of, in my opinion, felt a little bit forced. Like it wasn't foreshadowed enough where it felt like it made sense for all that villain re to happen at the end of the war arc in Naruto Shippuden. If you haven't seen Naruto Shippuden, and I'm sorry, I just told you that having those doors open is pretty important in my opinion, if you want to squeeze things out. That being said, if you're doing like a two to three year long comic, and your publisher is like, yeah, we'll fund the entire thing for two to three years. Fantastic. That's lucky for you. There's some series where it's kind of like a movie probably where you know that it's going to end exactly at that point. After the three-year mark, it's concluded. The story is done. We're going to finish it there. And planning it accordingly is super important. As a guy making my own manga, how do jokesters like myself away from burnout and keep working on it? Thanks, Brandon. So I'm assuming you mean, how do I avoid burnout? Burnout is real. I think I got burnt out pretty recently, but it's not because of working too much is because I, I got COVID and I was like just physically so tired all the time and I was trying to write every day because with my schedule, I'm not allowed to take breaks really. So I was trying to write, but my head was cloudy. So I was going super slow in terms of my actual output. The key thing is making sure that your health is in check. Something I do is obviously eating really healthy, going to the gym. Going to the gym actually gives you a lot of energy, not drinking too much caffeine. I don't drink alcohol anymore really because that would actually mess with my productivity the next day. I'm 26. Like if you're 21, maybe you can drink alcohol and work the next day, but I can't do that anymore. So that sucks. And that's the life I leave. So I I stopped drinking. Obviously keep taking care of your health. I say this all the time, organization. I'm not very organized myself, but I'd say like, if you can be an organized person and force yourself to sit down every single day to work on your manga, work on your project, you're going to be making a lot more progress than the people who say that they're going to do it and then never do it. Forcing yourself to do it, being organized and then just persevering. You just got to sit down every single day and write, even if you don't want to write 
serialization is all about that. Serialization is all about writing and drawing even when you don't want to write and draw because you have to do it every single day whether or not you like it or not because that's the job. Hey Brandon, aspiring professional mangaka here with a question on the business side of manga webtoon production. What would you say the recommended capital for professional production in USD would be including potential outsourcing, marketing, and advertising? Thank you for any response and the existence of your channel. It has been a great resource. Okay, so I can't really give you an exact number on the amount of money it would cost because it depends on the artist, depends on the team behind it. I would ballpark. I really can't tell you. Really can't tell you. For a full-on manga volume production, 180 pages, you can get someone really cheap for $50 per page. But at the same time, the quality is not going to be as high as like if you were to get an actual pro. And then there's also, for me, I like to split IP and revenues with my artists. So, you know, I might pay them a lower page rate than higher professional, but in exchange, we're sharing everything. That's something to really take into account. You know, in terms of marketing and advertising, I do outsource marketing and out advertising for some of my videos, like editing. This video is being edited by my editor, but I'm still filming this stuff by myself. Making some reels and marketing is also sometimes free for me. It's hard to really put a budget on it. I would say you really want to jump around and talk to a bunch of artists to see what their page rates are, because there's a lot of freelance artists out there. In my opinion, though, it's really hard to keep a freelance artist around for the long term. And you'll probably learn this the hard way. If you hire an artist for a long term serialization and they don't have a stake in the project, are they going to stick around for the long term? Think about it in your head. Will they? Like, who, who knows? It's hard to say for the budgeting side. What kind of jobs would you recommend a Hmong artist have on the side while they work to make their career as an artist? That's really hard. You know, what I did before I broke in to doing this all full time was I was a finance bro. I worked in consulting on the tech side. I will tell you the benefits of doing that and how that incorporates into my life today. Most mangaka and a lot of artists are very bad at communicating. That just It just is. It's just kind of like that. And so my ability to communicate verbally, talking to a camera, but also talking to people is because of my background in finance and always having to communicate with clients and talk to people. I was very salesy. I would have to sell technology products that we were developing. I would sell the products and then I would have to build them <laughs> by coding. It was, it was a lot. But yeah, because I had all that skills, now I can go to publishers and be like, I'm going to sell you stories now. I'm selling you manga. I'm selling you webtoons. I'm selling you my story. And then I'm also the guy who writes and produces the story. That skill has also translated for me. I don't, obviously I don't code anymore, but in terms of like the logical sales aspect and how to build products and how to build teams, I take that from my previous job. Now, that being said, you can work a lot of different jobs and you can always get something from the soft side, the soft skills like project management, talking to people, sales. You can really get that skill from a lot of different jobs. So a skill that a lot of people just don't have from the mangaka side is marketing. A lot of creators are afraid of marketing. So if you can really, if you really want to force yourself to be good at marketing, I'd say that's probably the key. Because if you if you don't market your project and you make a banger, no one's going to be able to read it and no one's going to see it if you don't market. So looking into something that has soft skills like in marketing or sales, because that really helps your ability to market yourself and sell yourself to publishers. That being said, don't go into those jobs just because you want to just gain those, those skills. Those skills you can gain on a lot of different jobs anyway. Do you write as much as you can in a day without limits or do you have work-life balance? I'm trying to see my friends more. I haven't seen my friends a lot this year. I see my friends maybe once a month, honestly. Most of my time is spent writing and working pretty much and also managing my health. It's tough. There's not a lot of hours in the day. I do spend a lot of time working, but I'm trying to be better at it. So in terms of work-life balance, I am not the guy to go to quite yet. I'm still working on it. It is one of the things that I'm quite not great at. I was good at it last year. Last year, I was really good at work-life balance. I was hanging out with friends. I was
was seeing family. I was traveling a lot, but this year, terrible, <laughs> terrible. Which has the largest audience? American comics, manga, or webtoon? If you can show the data and trends as well, that would be cool. I don't have the data off the top of my head. I will say, if you look at the New York Times bestselling graphic novels, it's mostly manga right now, and then it's webtoons, and then it's American comics. But the reason webtoons aren't higher on that is because those are print sales. There's a lot more manga print sales than there are webtoon print sales because webtoon is just starting to get into print and adapting those digital comics into print. Manga is not quite as large in the digital space yet. Well, unless you include pirating, right? So manga, I would say, dominates the print space. Webtoons dominate the digital space. American comics have just been on the decline, really. A lot of the stuff is indie. Marvel and DC, they're fine, I guess. But in terms of like, if you look at New York Times bestseller, a lot of the content on there is Japanese manga. And if you look at the trending consumption of webtoons, for example, is estimated to be like, I want to say like 30. 35 billion by the end of the decade. My editor is going to slap the real number on there. So look at the real number in terms of webtoon trending. Webtoons are getting massive. Manga is already massive. Graphic novels in the American comic space have been suffering. Those are just some things to notice. A lot of Americans are reading more manga than they are reading American comics. Obviously, manga is being read internationally, but a lot of places are not reading American comics. I'm good at writing my story, but I'm no good at drawing, letting alone turning it into a full on manga page. I've been practicing art on my own for the better part of this year, but I'm still not at the level I want to be. How do I get good enough to start making my manga? How do I do storyboarding? So that's a good question. I actually used to be in the same position where I thought I was okay at writing story. I never thought I was good. I thought I was okay at drawing. I never thought I was good. And I reached this point when I was 14 years old where I decided I can only really take the time to hone one skill. If I want to be the best, I want to focus on one thing. So when I was young, and I'm not saying you have to do this, but I flipped a coin to decide I would become a writer or an artist. I landed on writer. And so now all I do is write because obviously when you're drawing, you're not working on your writing skills. And when you're writing, you're not working on your art skills. They're kind of like two separate skills that you want. If you want to be building them at the same time, there's some people in the manga space who are really talented and can do a great story and a, and great art, but sometimes they're mutually exclusive. For example, Attack on Titan. I think the Attack on Titan art is not as great as some of the art out there. However, Isayama, is a fantastic writer. And so there, the, the writing excels way better than the art. Well, a good example of where an artist and a writer team up where Yusuke Murata, for example, not much of a story guy, but he adapts and works with writing really well. And so he did One Punch Man, one who is a writer that does not know how to draw. He draws like these kind of, you know, web comics that are okay. He's getting better, but you know, once upon a time, it was not so great. And now he's done Mob Psycho and One Punch Man. And those are really well written. But One Punch Man was obviously adapted by Yusuke Murata which is why it became the behemoth that we know and see today. Considering to hone in on one skill, if you really want to, it really takes like years and years, decades even, to hone art skill and to hone writing skill. I see a lot of people that come to me or email me that are like, I'm good at story, but I'm not good at writing. And I'm like, what does that mean you're good at story? What does that mean? Because story is really objective. Even I don't say I'm good at story unless I write something that everyone really likes and they objectively say, your story is great. Then I consider saying, maybe I'm an okay writer. I would always say that there's places to improve prove regardless of where you think you're good at. So if you're a writer and you're saying I'm good at story, maybe that's where you want to focus your talents on, on getting better and continuing to improve in that space. Don't just say I'm good at story, so I'm only going to focus on art and not work on your story writing, basically is what I'm trying to say. That being said, if you want to focus on both, how do I get good enough to start making my manga? I have a writing class for manga. You can join the Patreon. I post all the manga education stuff. You can follow all the tips that I really have on this channel and all the resources I have in the description. I try and put as 
much content out there as I can for you. How do I do storyboarding? I have a video somewhere on my YouTube channel about storyboarding, but storyboarding is something that takes talent and hard work. It is not something that you can just follow a step-by-step -step tutorial on. Basically something where trial and error, you have to keep learning and you have to hone your skill over many years, like I said. So I would say that'll take a lot of practice. Study manga pages. That's really important. All right, guys. So that's the end of today's manga education podcast episode. If you guys want more educational videos, make sure to hit the subscribe. If you want more exclusive educational content, and if you want the ability to submit future questions to be featured in these videos, consider joining our Patreon. We're publishing behind the scenes, scripts, storyboards, all that jazz on the Patreon, as well as exclusive content. And every single dollar goes back to making more manga and webtoons. So considering checking that out and supporting us there. If not, drop a like to support us and I will see you guys in next week's video. Peace.